right, back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com as we continue to react to the winter meetings down in uh, National Harbor, uh, Maryland. Chris Sale, the big move of the winter meetings, at least for the Red Sox, probably in all of baseball, I'd say. That was probably the most... Oh, that was the blockbuster the deal of the, deal, yeah. of the century. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so was David Price a year ago, and, and look how that turned Maybe, out. <laughs> okay, fine, I'm over-exaggerating. A little bit. A little it bit. was the blockbuster deal of 2016. It's one heck of a deal. Definitely, at, at least in baseball. So do they now have the <laughs> For the best, Sox. So do the Red Sox now have the best rotation in the American no. League? No. In the American uh, League? Yes. In the American yes. League, I yes. think they do. You've got Chris Sale, you've got last year's Cy Young Award winner in Rick Porcello, and David Price, who I think will bounce back. Regular season-wise, Yes. Uh, playoffs. Okay, here's what I'll playoffs? say about the playoffs. We Listen, know. we don't need to talk about the playoffs until we get to next well, year. Yeah, yeah, we do. We'll yeah, we do. See, the, the, the reason we need to talk about it is because by making this move for Chris Sale, They're going all in. it's World Series or bust oh, for this for, team. Not not for this year, but over the next three no, years. No, for this, for this year and going forward. Yeah, I, I just think this if year. they win starts, one in the next Brian, three years. it starts right now. Well, they're, on, they're on the clock. Right. All right, let's put it that way. If they don't win a World Series in the next three years, this trade... Is a failure. Did John Farrell's ass is on the hot seat. Chris Sale's stats uh, against the American League East. He's four uh, and one yeah. in ten starts against the Yankees yeah, with a one point one seven ERA. So then you're, you're supporting Dave's argument that it's World Series or bust this year. Though. Well, he's fourteen and eight against the AL East in his career, which is a little skewered considering he was six and zero oh this past year. So prior to this season, he was eight and eight. Yeah, but he, he he's was four six and four against Tampa with like a three point seven six ERA. Well, it's he easy can, to win against pitch, Tampa. He can pitch against no, the AL he, East. he struggled against Tampa. That's what I was just saying. No, I'm saying the AL East, it's easy to say that this guy can be successful because of a small sample size. Let's see what he's really made of this year. I, I got to say, I, 10 starts? I mean, Do you I think like, that's a small sample size? It's, I, it's I more it, than 10. He's 14 and, no, eight. He's I'm 14 talking and 8 against, against teams the Yankees. That aren't 10. the Red Sox. He has 10 starts against Baltimore. He has 10 starts against Oh, he has the that Rays. many? Yeah, 10. For, well, he's in American League. I, I get it. <laughs> so, so, look, the 6 and 0 record last year against the AL East, and the, these teams are no. Really? Uh, it was New York, Tampa. You don't have to worry about their lineups last year. But he also pitched against Toronto and Baltimore. Those are two teams he with two well good lineups. He pitched well against Toronto. He was six and zero last year against the AL East opponents that were not the Red Sox. So you've got that to look forward to. He should be able to pitch against the AL East opponents. Yes. Uh, I think the Red Sox uh, were the best team in the AL East this year. So next year. They should be far and away the best team in the AL East. I'm not worried about Toronto. I'm not worried about Baltimore. And I'm certainly not worried about the Yankees or Tampa, even though the Yankees are trying to make an effort to sort of rebuild. I'm not worried about them this year. That deal for Chapman. Five years, $86 million. It's a lot. It's a lot for a closer. Yeah, it well, is. Well, it is what it is. You need a closer but with in this league. But with Toronto, Encarnacion and Batista could be out anyway, so they're out of the picture in my eyes. I think Unless it comes they resign Baltimore. both. Right. I mean, if they do leave, then yeah, Toronto's much less of a threat. Well, they yeah. si signed Steve Pierce to make up for it. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yay, Toronto. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to come up with some <laughs> stupid signing. I was like, Brian's going to say, yo, we're going to go down. That was all sarcastic. I, I was sarcastic. I know. I know. Okay, just make sure. Yeah, sarcastic because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve Pierce sucks but my point is we're, we're gonna be rolling down all the winter meetings and then you're gonna bring up a signing that nobody cares about and exaggerate I, I do <laughs> I want to ask you guys one thing though seriously though are we concerned about the number of lefties we have now Chris Sale no. David Price Eduardo Rodriguez Andrew Pomeranz uh, lefties are only, better only a Four little lefties bit. only a little bit uh, uh, Pomeranz is gonna be in the rotation he's, uh, he's gonna yeah. be out of a bullpen I don't think okay. that Pomeranz is gonna is gonna make the cut <laughs> when it comes to this rotation you'll he probably have in the three lefties five. right I would yeah. well it'll be Eddie uh, um, Eddie Rodriguez 
Porcello, Price, and all right, all right. Let's and, let's do this. And Chris Sale. All right, let's go through the rotation. It's gonna be it's gonna be Chris Sale, David Price, Rick Porcello. That's your front three. Right after that, Clay Buckles. Yes. I think he might get traded. The Red Sox are oh, shopping him. No, Bob Colts is going to be in there. Look, they got to get rid of this guy. They have to. They have to prevent themselves from being duped. Once again, by Clay Buckholz. Although, Dave, I would make the argument that right now... He's a duper. I would make the argument right now that they would gain nothing by trading him now. They should wait and hope that the good Clay Buckholz shines in April and May and then trade him. Wouldn't you agree with that? (laughs) No, because then they'll keep him. We're we're going to go through the same thing again. (laughs) Merry-go-round? I I cannot stand this cycle of Clay Buckholz. what's his trade value right now? Nothing, but you... Look, at this point, you get rid of him to prevent the Red Sox from from having this guy in the rotation. Why'd they pick up his option to trade him for nothing, they might have. No, why, it's, why a they fair, go? it's Look, a fair. No, it's a fair someone, option. Someone will go after him because of his September. Yeah, Chris Sale is making uh, more, uh, less money than Clay Buckles. Yeah, and, and look, uh, you can't have Clay Buckles in this rotation again. I'm sorry. Done. It, there's there's <laughs> no room for him. There's plenty of room. Is, so let's continue. How got, is there room so yeah, for we'll him? Stephen Wright sucks. Here. We've got Sale. He's not playing. Sale, Price, Porcello, Buckles, and then you have to make uh, if those are the four. If you do keep Buckles, then Eduardo Rodriguez, Stephen Wright, and Drew Pomeranz. So yeah, obviously you have to move some guys around. Pomeranz Dave is obviously saying that Buckles should be gone. You know, you know what I would do? Your number five star. Although doesn't Eddie Rodriguez give you more of a return in a trade, considering that he's not eligible for arbitration? And until, he's a lefty, yeah. sure. Until next year, he's under team if control. If you can get a bat and a bullpen arm for him, why not? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not opposed to the thought of trading Eddie Rodriguez. I, I, I'm not opposed to 2019. that. 2019. 2019 is his first year of arbitration. That doesn't mean you got to keep Clay Buckles around. Yeah, I, I wouldn't keep Clay Buckles around. $13 million option, that's fine and dandy. Um, you know, he had a, a decent second half of the season, and the Marlins could be looking at him because they need some pitching. But the thing is, if you're going to trade away Eduardo Rodriguez, if, if let's say you get a deal that you can't walk away from and you do do that, because look, at the end of the day, you consider his age. How old is he, 23? He's not eligible for arbitration until 2019. Obviously, there are teams out there that are going to be willing to give up a lot for him. And he you has injury need, issues now. He has injury issues as well. But here's the thing. You still need starting depth. That's something we learned last year when Stephen Wright went down with an injury. Eduardo Rodriguez wasn't ready until late May. Now they have too much. Yeah, they have way <laughs> too no, much. But the thing Dude, is, you, see, like you kind of need some pitchers. of that. And, and Drew Pomeranz, he's a guy that you hang on to for a couple reasons. First of all, you traded yeah, away your up, top pitching you, prospect That's the first one. And the second <laughs> one is he can give you a little bit of a swingman type role where he's in the bullpen, but he can give you a spot start as well. And but was, yeah, I kind of go back to the first reason. Go back to the first reason you gave up Anderson freaking Espinosa for the guy. You can't just flip which him we don't even know how good he's gonna still be though. Anyway. He was he was wasn't he your top uh, pitching prospect? Yeah, but yeah, yeah until Kopech so. became but that. Ashish, that's no, that's no, if and, was, and now it's Groom. No, it's always been Groom. That's if a team doesn't you know swing for the fences and go after a guy like Drew Pomeranz or a guy like Clay Buckles that they're willing to give up something. Yeah, you look into it, Eddie Rodriguez. I mean. Dave Dombrowski knows what he has on the roster. He knows what he has to do is so eliminate one or two Joe of these Kelly's guys. in the bullpen, Look, right? they don't have to do yeah. much more, Oh, we didn't even way. mention no, Joe they Kelly. Don't. <laughs> like, guys, the, the best move might right now just be to kind of stand pat and see how it plays out. Exactly. You've, you've got eight starters. I okay, would trade fine. Clay Buckles, though. So. Oh, I wouldn't I, care in the slightest if they did that in the offseason. As long as they do they it would throw a before parade. the trade deadline, it's, it's fine with me. You can't have this guy as... Part of your roster beyond the trade deadline of this year. I if you, you do, can. it's a mistake it. because you're going to trick yourself into thinking he can start at some point. Yeah, and the he's Red gonna, Sox. He's, he's going to end up starting in important games down the stretch again because he is the ultimate duper. Dave, the Red Sox are on a carousel right now, and they're just swinging around with this guy. They need to cut him loose because Absolutely. Right, they, 
He's not going to do anything. That'll just great. make that'll okay. just make the carousel spin faster. Well, I, I'm just saying, get Look, rid realist- of it. <laughs> realistically, though, what can you get for Clay Buckles? Bad analogy Dude, on my nothing, part. Stupid prospect. Yeah, you might be able to get a prospect. You might be able to get a bullpen arm. You might be able to get a bat. It doesn't matter. You might be able to get a f- refill, restock Look, the farm system. I just I, feel I, you I, have more benefit just not having him here. I anymore. don't know, Dave. I disagree. And as, I, I, look, I don't well. like Clay Buckles either. But I just think that if you get He's the good version, if you get the good version of Clay Buckles in a April and May, then you Which have to move and should trade happen. And I understand your sentiment that they won't do that, but I'm saying you have to at least no, give them a chance. To no, you won't see the Clay Buckles that you've been seeing, you know, last uh, the second half of last season. You're not going to see the same Clay Buckles. Why? He's the fifth. He'll, he'll be the fourth the or most, fifth starter. He'll, he'll have no, no see, pressure. The, on the, him. the, the thing is, and we've seen flashes of brilliance from Clay Buckles in 2010 and 2013. What if, by some miracle, false advertising? In 2017, exactly. It's false advertising, and you use that in a trade if you get the good version. If not, he does then, have you know a nasty changeup, guys. DFA him. DFA him. If he doesn't give you anything in April and May, and then he gets hurt, then just DFA him. You have nothing to lose. He's in the last right, year of his so, deal. Uh, so look, you're banking on you know the the good version. Version of Clay Buckle shows up so that you can up his value and trade him. That's fine. Have if fun that, with that. If that happens, you you've also just admitted though that at the same time you might get the bad version of Clay Buckles and you're still gonna lose him for nothing. But then you designate him for assignment. You have to worry about. Well, it. right now you you have at least a little bit of value I think tacked onto Clay Buckles because of the September that he had. Someone out there, some team that needs like a third or fourth pitcher, is gonna take a bite at, at Clay Buckles and and you might just get something in return for him. You're not gonna get much in return for Clay Clay. Buckles at this point. If they wanted anything in return for him, they would have traded him two, three, four years ago. Yeah. It's it's past the time where you can get anything of value for Clay Buckles. We all know what this guy is. I guess my biggest question to you guys is, how would you set the rotation? Because how I would do it is Sale, Porcello, Price, and then Eddie Rodriguez. Just because I don't want the back-to-back lefties. See, I would do... Sale you price just said, you just Porcello, said, but you just did back to back. No, it is. no, no, no. Uh, you got to throw Porcello in that in that two slot because he's a righty. No, yeah, no. Yeah, that's why Alternate. I would do. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. He said, but Mark said he didn't want back to back lefties, but you said Price and Rodriguez. Well, I'm back-to-back. saying for the first two. For the first two, okay. I, I don't want. I want Chris Sale and David Price back to back. I want. I want because I want a little strength in the back end of the rotation. He's that's talking why about. You he's talking about if you go if you go up against like a righty heavy lineup in a series. Yeah. You don't want them to face Chris Sale and then right after that David Price. And look, I've never There's been a never guy. I've never one, been a guy yeah, that's worried it. too much about the lefty righty as far I'm as the rotation either. goes. Yeah. Within a lineup, within one game, yeah, right. I've always been that guy where it's like, okay, you have to stagnate because well, you know, in the uh, last Bullpens, innings of the game, yeah. if you bring in your lefty specialist, you don't want two or three lefties in a row. I've never been huge on like from game to game, lefty lefty. Uh, you know, but I mean, I understand where you're coming from though. But on paper, if you look at it and you have Sale then Parcello. And then price, there's a little dynamic there because then you're not, you know, throwing both of your lefties out there. The sure. two best and, pitchers and I think the in thing your that rotation helps act as a buffer is that Porcello has now proven what he's capable of. Exactly. Yeah, if we're that, talking about that guy Porcello, just won the Cy Young right. award. If we were talking about Porcello from 2015, I would have been like, eh, that's I would a argue high for him, number two in the rotation. I would arguably give him uh, the opening day starter. As uh, Rick Purcell. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna uh, let's let's put a timeout on that because I have five questions this week, and that's oh. actually one of my questions: who should be my starting bad. opening day? So let's let's come back to that during five questions. But yeah, that's that's a valid point. Look, yeah. I I just think that when it comes to David Price versus Rick Porcello, who's the guy that proved himself more last year? Rick Porcello. Porcello did clearly. 
Porcello is the AL Cy Young Award winner. He's your number two starter next year. And it does, I mean, it's a small thing. It's a little caveat, but you get the lefty, righty, lefty going in your top three pitches. Well, and it shows that David Price isn't the second best pitcher on your team because David Price right now is in his happy land. You know, he he feels satisfied with his money. His $86,000 a year. He's a mental case. But he's a mental case. Take the pressure. Take the spotlight off the guy. I was going to say, wow, that's a massive pay cut. (laughs) If you could take (laughs) David Price and move him down to your three spot, that is so beneficial for the Red but, Sox uh, because they don't take, have to the, deal take with the spotlight off the guy. Seriously, but seriously, I mean, I hate the fact the that he's making thirty-one million dollars a year. I don't think he, don't think he does. Then why does he always tweet? Dude, I don't know, but either he way, this is shut up. If, if he if if he's in the spotlight and his performance suffers, then you take him out of the spotlight and see what happens. He needs to take a p- page out of Chris Sale's book. And Chris Sale said no he social media. He hates social media. He doesn't look at Twitter. He doesn't look yeah. at Facebook. That is the one thing that I uh, that I also like. One of the intangibles about Chris Sale, and I know that he, he also knows. sticks he's up a, for his teammates. He's got a hot temper, but he, at the same he, time, the guy is nails. It's a little bit of an understatement. He's got a hot temper. He cut up jersey. Well. The year, that? That, he he the, game. the year before that, he was in a brawl. The year before that, he was in a brawl, and he got suspended five games for it, and, Look, which is fine. I, I like that. Yeah, Baseball I like needs that a little intensity. bit of that. Uh, there's I actually exactly like intensity. I like him cutting up the uniforms, too. Well, he, well, he, said, he said he wanted ugly. to win. Well, no, he couldn't. He couldn't pitch in it because like they were uncomfortable. Caller, yeah. Uncomfortable. But and you wanted to win, and that's what you need from an ace. You want to be like you want him in this comfortable zone. So he pitches well, so you can win. So look, I just wanted to touch on the character issues that there could be in this clubhouse because yep. you've got a couple of nutcases, as we mentioned before. Well, the yeah, last but the break. Red Sox won't make him wear uncomfortable uniforms. Fine, look, Chris Sale is a guy that could blow up at any minute uh, for pretty much anything. I would think in that clubhouse, anything that goes wrong, if someone's not playing, you know, if Hanley takes a night off, I can see Chris Sale blowing up in his face. Ruining a little bit of the chemistry in that clubhouse. Hanley's another guy, by the way, with the character flaw. We don't know if he's going to perform the same way he did last year in David Ortiz's final well, season. Why can't you give him the benefit of the doubt? Because you know, David Ortiz is there to ra- rattle, uh, to bring him back. In terms of Hanley's career, last year was the outlier for him being focused the sure, entire but season. He's older, he's more mature. He seemed really invested in the team last year. Why is he all of a sudden going to revert to old? Because Hanley? it's the outlier season. That's what I'm saying. And David last, Ortiz last year was isn't there. Last year was not Hanley being consistent to himself. Last year was Hanley doing something different, which was staying dialed in. For for an entire season. Dave, I'll give you one name. Dustin Pedroia. Pedroia's taken over for David Ortiz the in regards to leadership and respect. He's got to be, but he's no big poppy, guys. I think we know that. I think we know that. In terms of leadership, I'd say he's, he's got right a voice. there with David P- Ortiz. Pedroia's also kind of oh, yeah. uh, fireworky. He, 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 he yeah, but you can't, you can't say that he's not the type the of table. Yeah, but you can't uh, say yes, that he's I not can. the and, and it's not to say that he shouldn't be the kind of guy that people follow. It's just that David Ortiz was this guy with this huge personality who everyone loved. Everyone loved David Ortiz. Fans loved him. Players loved him. So when you're talking about the difference between Poppy and Pedroia, Everyone I just loves, think it's uh, more, people are more prone to follow a guy like Ortiz. Okay, then let me ask you guys then. Yeah. After that, Jason, that's no knock on Pedroia and his work ethic. After Jason Veritek retired in 2011, who was the de facto captain of the team? I think it was Pedroia over it Poppy. Was it, it was Pedroia. It may have been, but last year it was Poppy. And the reason you saw Hanley focused all year was probably because of Poppy. Yeah, It but, wasn't Pedroia or John Farrell. But you also got remember that Poppy has been injured, but Pedroia had to step up when Poppy was down, and vice versa too. But when you look at it, you know what do people look at on the roster of the Red Sox in years past? Dave Ortiz, 
Dustin Pedroia second in line in regards to respect and leadership of the organization. Hands down, he should be the guy ringing that clubhouse up. 603-883-9900. When we come back, we'll get into the Patriots' Monday night matchup with the Ravens. It's also the first time we'll see Ed Hockley this year, and we always have fun with that. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire.